OMG. Okay, so I'm Enjoy. You are listening to Enjoy the Balance of Your Day. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I said that I was going to come back and recap episode 7, House of the Dragon. And I watched yesterday and I had a plan after I watch to recap. But I was so blown away, so thrown, I needed to watch southern charm to fall asleep so i had to choose myself over my listeners and decide that it was not the best plan for me at that time but i did say i was gonna do it so here i am i've got three bottles of water to prepare myself um i took some notes but i don't think my notes are enough because so much happened I'm in the bedroom because my wife is cooking, my mother-in-law is watching TV, that's not new, and if you hear quacking, it's because our bedroom window is by the chicken coop. Don't ask, seriously. Anyhow, so I really wanted to do a great recap for you, so I grabbed the laptop from the living room because I figured if I could have some notes open that I can give you the recap that you deserve, that I deserve to give you. However, the laptop is not charged. So I sat here for some time trying to figure out the best way to do this. And I decided to just put it on HBO Max and have the show in the background. You're not going to hear it because that would be highly unprofessional. Going forward, perhaps we'll watch together on um, YouTube. But I'm going to have it on the background for myself just in case I need something. The title of this recap is House of the Dragon. Who was watching the kids, though? Because honestly, y'all, the children stole the whole episode. And I'm not talking about Renera. She's no longer a child. Remember, she's all grown up. Who was watching the children, though? It opens up. They're having a funeral for... Lena, Lena, Lenia. They're having a funeral for the Dread Girl. They're having a funeral for her. If you remember last week, she um, was giving birth to Damon's child. The birth wasn't working out. The doctor was like, baby's not coming. We might lose her or we might lose the baby. She had no intention of dying that way. So she went outside to her dragon, Valgar. And I believe she said Dracerius. Dracerius might mean burn me alive because that's what the dragon did. So we meet up. We're at the funeral. It's really great because everybody's there. It's almost like a reunion episode. And everybody is side-eyeing each other. So Rhaenyra, of course, is side-eyeing Damon. Damon should be mourning his wife. But instead, he's just sitting there because he knows what's about to happen. He knows that today is the day that he might just get with his niece. Yes, his niece. If you're not watching House of the Dragon, now might be the time for you to go back and listen to my other episodes because you're going to be so lost. You're either going to be lost or super into it. So they're having the funeral and Lena is, I suppose her kingdom or her background has to do with water. So she doesn't die by fire. She's not buried by fire. She's just dropped into the water. Maybe they're of the sea. I'm sure I know this, but I'd have to look back in notes and we know how I feel about notes. 
so they drop her into the water. Everybody's there. They're eyeing each other. The kids are there. Um, the families. There's one guy that he looks so familiar. And I'm like, who is that guy? And then I realized that it's Otto. Otto is Queen Allison's dad. Otto used to be the hand to the king. The hand to the king is like his advisor. And then the king got suspicious of Otto wanting his daughter to marry the king so that their children could run the kingdom when the king dies because the kingdom actually belongs to Rhaenyra. So when the king got suspicious of Otto, he's like, no, I don't like the way, you know, I don't like the way you move. You have to leave. So Otto left. But then the king's new hand was murdered last episode by his son. It was the strong family and his son is the gimp. I I shouldn't say that. That's a terrible word. His son has a limp, but he's also a villain. So if I want to call him a gimp, I'll call him a gimp. Anyway, he's a villain. So he set it up so that his brother and his father would die in this fire. Now, his brother is um, Rhaenyra's kid's dad because Rhaenyra is married to uh, her cousin, but more importantly, her cousin is gay and they just don't get down like that. But they have an arrangement. So the queen's thorn in her, the queen's chip in her sword is that the children, her um, stepdaughter who happens to be her ex-best friend, her stepdaughter, the princess, her children don't look anything like the queen's children with the king. The king, all of his children, including Rhaenyra, even though she's pretty, they all look like white walkers. So they're very, very, very pale, almost translucent, long, long, long white hair. Princess want to come up with these little towel head boys with brown hair, really, really cute kids, but clearly not white walkers. They're not really white walkers. I'm sorry, Game of Thrones fans. I know they're not white walkers. So anyway, she has these kids with brown hair and everybody... Everybody in the kingdom knows that these aren't her kids, but nobody says anything because then it would be treason. Back to the funeral. Funeral's going on. Um, the grandmother, the little kids, the, oh my goodness, the grandmother is crying with the kids. Uh, Lena left two daughters behind, so they're crying. She's really sad. And what else is going on at one point the king goes up to Damon and he's like listen you know things happen life has been rough for you maybe you should just come home because Damon was staying somewhere else someplace where they wanted him to stay and his wife was like I don't want to be here yet another reason I think she decided to die by fire um and Damon being catty as always is just like it looks like life has been rougher on you and he's actually correct because the king looks like Methuselah old. He's so old. I swear. Episode five, I thought it was it for him. I thought it was a done deal. And here we are seven and he's still moving. Barely, but he's still moving. So he's trying to convince Damon to come home with him, which would be um, very convenient because the princess would be there. He doesn't say that, but it would be very convenient for Damon. So they're going through all of this. This is not working. Um, it's playing, but I don't want to. I don't want to be distracted because I'm watching it. Because you know that that's the type of person I am. I should pause right here. Do I know how to pause? Yes, I do. Good morning. It's oh no, I'm gonna have to have some coffee. 
Do you hear this voice? All right, bear with me. I'm gonna make some coffee and I'll be right back. I promise. Hello, friends. I'm back. I have coffee in front of me. I don't have cats attacking me, so this should be better. Once again, good morning. How are you? You're listening to Enjoy the Balance of Your Day, and I have some explaining to do. I don't really know where to start, but I guess I'll just start. Hey, hey, please don't do that. Um, Pandora had the absolute nerve to try to cuddle with me with Stevie on the next couch. So he has rectified that era. Hopefully it will not happen again. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. All right. So I guess I'll start with why I haven't been around. You know that the great Marissa and I have been recording recaps of Quiet Part Loud and we're probably a week behind, which is not a huge deal. You know, life happens. We'll get to it. I haven't even listened to the two episodes that we're supposed bless you. The two episodes that we're supposed to um recap. Um I'm going to excuse myself or I'm going to ask for your um I'm going to apologize for the fact that I sound kind of Ugh. I woke up feeling kind of that way. I do have allergies. I don't think this is a COVID situation. And yes, the responsible thing will be to test myself, but we'll see how responsible I am. So I have been paralyzed, not paralyzed in the sense that I can't get up and go to work and do the things I'm supposed to do, but I've been crippled by this ADHD. Um, Let me explain to you what that looks like. I know that I have things to talk about and the amount of topics that run through my head on a regular basis, not C train slow or B train slow, but like D train rush hour fast. The amount of things that I want to talk to you about is, is huge. I could write notes. I can put it on post-it notes. I can borrow my wife's rocket book. There's many different ways to capture these thoughts. And they're not the type of thoughts that I need to write down and then expand on and go through all the things. Oh, excuse me, because I know what I want to speak about. Coffee, I'm sorry. I know what I want to speak about. I just come to this place where I have all the equipment I need. I know what I want to speak about. I know how to work the equipment. I know how to have a conversation. And I, I, I'm able to find places and times where I'm by myself. I spend a lot of time by myself in which I could do this. But I get up to it and then I just can't. I just can't. I start either coloring on my phone or I'll say that I'll watch one episode of whatever reality TV show is stealing my life. Or I'll clean the kitchen or there's... There's just so many starts and stops, and it's super, super, super frustrating. It's frustrating for me because I know it looks ridiculous, 
it's probably frustrating for my wife because she has to watch it as well. And there's like this internal screaming where I want to tell her and I want to tell you and I want to tell everyone around me, I can't do anything about this. I'm trying. I'm reading the books. I'm taking the Adderall. I'm really, really, really trying just to stop for a beat, do what I need to do. It's not for lack of knowing. I know what I need to do. Trust me when I say I know, I know. And it can be the smallest task. I'll get an email that I know I don't want to read. And I'll just be like, all right, I'll read it after I do this. Or I'll read it after I have my coffee. Or I'll read it first thing in the morning. Or you know what my new thing is doing? I put a red flag on it so that Microsoft, uh, what is it? Outlook reminds me that I have to read it. Could I just read it at the moment? Absolutely, but I just can't. I can't. It's it's. I'm paralyzed. It's like my body won't do the things that it needs to do. And this level of stuck, which is what I call it, this level of stuck is what's been dictating everything going around me. It's why my house looks a mess or one room is super, super clean or one spot in one room is super, super clean. Like the coffee table will be um, Pinterest Instagram ready and the couch next to it is like, who hurt you? Why Why do you have all those things on your couch? And I really do try. And then I get to a point where I get tired of trying and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, guess what I'm going to do? None of the things. How about that? None of the things. I'm not going to color. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to care for the birds. I'm not going to talk to my wife. I'm simply going to sit here on this one clean spot of couch and do none of the things. And that's what the internal battle sounds like all day. To the point that sometimes I'm getting ready to press the little mic record button and my thumb's like, how about we not? My thumb. Okay, you know, you have a problem when your thumb starts having discussions with you. So there's where I am. So I thought I would come back today and give you a vote on what you want to talk about, because I do have loads of topics that would require me getting up and getting a pen and jotting them down really fast, which you know what I can do. This is not the ADHD. This is me trying to be proactive. I know I have a notebook here because I'm always writing things down. Let me see. Where is my bag? My bag is in the bedroom and I don't want to wake up my wife. So I'm not going that far. But I'm a tutor. So I have loads of paper all over the place. I'm a tutor and a pack rat. Okay. Paper's not there. Guess where I should try? I should try the office. Come with me, App, as I step over all this crap into the next room. Uh, Okay. Here's a notebook. It says I love to teach and my next fixation will be how much I miss teaching, but don't miss teaching, but miss teaching, but don't miss teaching. There's how it works. We're seeing it in the order, which is no order. All right. Okay. I'm back to the couch. I'm opening up this notebook. Hear it? Here are the topics that... I wanted to discuss the aftermath, not party, the aftermath of my hysterectomy. I had a lot, 
of things that I thought were going to change for me after my hysterectomy. And boy, was I misled. So I wanted to talk about the aftermath of my hysterectomy. I wanted to talk about guacamole. Um, Guacamole is a tattoo that I got maybe three weeks ago that went really, really bad. I wanted to discuss guacamole with you. Um, I wanted, excuse me, more coffee. This voice thing is not cool. This is very, very, very unprofessional. Leave her alone. All right. Hysterectomy, guacamole. What was the other thing? Oh, weight loss or the lack of, um, uh, rejection, sensitive, I don't know if it's dysfunction or disorder. We had discussed this briefly before about how it's really hard for me to let go of things. Uh, let's think of something positive. The hysterectomy, guacamole, weight loss, and the rejection, sensory disorder or dysfunction is not exactly positive. What's something positive I wanted to discuss? Uh, tutoring. Tutoring because I have some fun stories about the kids that I'm working with and they're not miserable. They kind of love me. I think that's one of the reasons I've always been drawn to teaching simply because when I'm teaching, I'm the most popular person in the room and that's a new feeling for me. Excuse me. My upcoming birthday. Birthday. Um, I wanted to talk about... It was a show that I wanted to discuss with you. I want to say it's not a reality show, but we all know I would be lying. It's not so much MILF Manor. Excuse me. I do want to start The Traders. What show was it that I wanted? It was a show I was watching. I was like, I would love to talk about this on the pod. You know what? How about a reality show rundown? You can even tell me the reality show you want to hear about because trust me, I've watched them all. All of them and I continue to watch all of them. Uh, said the tattoo. I know there was something else. A lot of these things branch off. Okay, so the way my mind works is one idea and then branches off to a thousand other little ideas. So a lot of these root from the same thing. I wanted to talk about the Adderall shortage, which is ridiculous. I wanted to talk about self-love. Did I say weight loss? I did. See, now I'm able to look at the list and see where I am. Oh... I kind of want to talk about relationships in the sense of marriages, but it's a tricky situation for me because I want to talk about it without it really being about me. And this podcast should be called All About Me because I'm constantly talking about my own shit. But I feel like if I were to talk about somebody else's marriage, it might bring some light to me because... Clearly, everything's about me. Everything's not about me. But you know what? How about we talk about narcissists? Oh, yeah. That's a hot one. I know loads of those, and I can go on for hours. And I think off the top of my head, that's it. I feel like I should ask one of the animals 
to decide what they want to talk about, what they want to hear me talk about today, because they'll take off the pressure. What I do owe you is the aftermath of my hysterectomy. My hysterectomy was in December. And if you listen to my By Gremlin episode, that's the episode that has the most hits. And when I say hits, I don't know. I can see how many people have listened to the entire episode, but since I play on different platforms, I'll never know how many have truly listened to the entire episode. But I will say that from the vantage point that I have, that one got the most hits. So if you didn't listen to it, you might want to listen to it before you sit through this. But here's the thing. Um, I had to get my hysterectomy because... Uh, TMI, I was just essentially bleeding out every month. And it got to the point where it wasn't just for the week or two weeks. It was the better part of the month I was having my menstrual period. And it was horrendous. I couldn't really go anywhere. I would be standing at work or sitting at work, any type of sharp motion. And I essentially needed to change my clothes. It was really, really, really bad. I got to the point where I was sending my doctor pictures of the things that were escaping my body because I was really afraid. And, you know, you go to the doctor and then all of your symptoms are like, no, girl, we're not here anymore. So I went through the hysterectomy and I had built up so much excitement ahead of it because the first thought, of course, was, well, if I don't have my period, that means... I don't have to ever worry about pads or tampons again. I'm going to get my life back. Uh, My life back as I got my period when I was 12. So I don't know what I thought being 11 again was going to do for me. It did nothing. So another part of me was like, oh, it's on and popping. I never have to be stressing my period when I'm going somewhere or I want to be intimate. I don't have to think about it because it's not going to be there. It's not going to be there. I'm not going to have PMS anymore. That's not going to be there. I'm not going to have cravings anymore. I'm not going to eat too much when I have my period because the bitch is gone. I had all these big anticipations and I was so excited. And I was like, this is life changing and I'm not even 50 and it's about to be on and popping. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee so I can tell you the truth, Ruth. All right, I was only right about one thing. I no longer have my period. And I still sometimes dream that I've had an accident. I still look back at the toilet in wonder, like, wow, still nothing. This is amazing. But that's it. That's it. Nothing else has changed for me. Okay, I'm not buying pads and tampons. I'm still finding them. Because I used to buy them on sale. And when I find them, I just take them to work. I don't know why I thought my uterus being taken from my body was going to give my body this head start into being great. I am currently 200 and uh, maybe 37, maybe 27. I'm telling you, once you're past 200, it's all the same. Um, once you're in the 200s, it's all the same. The weight's not moving. It, it is round. 
I look pregnant. I hate it. My body doesn't look like my body. And that has impacted a lot of things. Do I feel like being on and popping and sexy? Nope. Because I don't feel that way. I don't know what to do about that. I didn't know that my uterus leaving was going to take whatever libido I thought I had and throw it out the window. And that makes me really, really sad because it's it's a cycle of stupid. So if I feel overweight, I'm not doing anything about it. And I try, but nothing seems to work. So I get frustrated and then I stop trying. So there's the weight factor. I feel that way. I don't feel sexy. I feel dumpy and lazy. So there's that. Um, I'm living in yoga pants because that's what fits. And I don't feel like I'm ready to go into the big girl store and buy big girl things. I'm just stretching out all my medium girl things, if that makes sense. Um, PMS. I don't know if that's what's going on. I won't say that I'm depressed because that sounds like a lot. My mother struggles from depression and I know a lot of people who struggle with mental illness. So I don't like to throw that around. But it feels like PMS, but instead of PMS around my period, it feels like PMS almost most of the time. So I have cravings. I go from sleepy to wide awake and can't sleep. Um, it's just, guys, I don't even know. I don't even know. So I need to be motivated, but I can't find the motivation. Back to my hysterectomy. There's also a bit of sadness when you realize, or in my case, I'm not speaking for everybody. And there's a bit, a bit of sadness when you realize that you can't have children anymore. And please do not confuse that sadness with me wanting children because I don't. I have two great adult children. I have a gorgeous granddaughter and I'm around kids all the time. I do not want to have children anymore. It's just the idea that I cannot have children anymore. That is kind of hurtful because it um, instigates another part of life that I, while I'm grateful to be here, it feels like now what? Uh, Like now what happens? So I can't have kids. So now what I can do? I can do anything really, essentially. But yeah, it's, excuse me, it's hard to explain unless you're there. It's not, it's not infertility because infertility happens to people, you know, infertility, obviously you can't have children. That's a whole other thing. This is, I had the ability to have children and now I don't. And it was my own choice. It's, it's so weird. Again, there's nothing about me that wants to have children. Although pregnancy was great. It's, everything after pregnancy that I'm like, what the hell, man, this is a lot of work. It reminds me of when my friend, um, I'll leave her name out. Even though if you know me, you know the story. My friend was struggling to have a child and, (coughs) excuse me, she was exploring options with her doctor. And we were having lunch one day and she was telling me about surrogacy. And I said, I'll have your baby. She was surprised. I said, I'll take your egg or my own egg. 
your partner's sperm or some other sperm. I don't know, but I'll have your baby. I, you know, it or everything works. I'll have your baby. And I was really serious. I spoke to Ty about it. She was fine with it. Um, I went to the doctor with my friend and we were both so excited because I went there thinking I'm going to help her out. She went there thinking she was going to have a baby and we told the doctor and he looked at the paperwork I filled out or maybe there wasn't paperwork. All I know is he knew my age and he told me that it would be a geriatric pregnancy and that it wouldn't be a good idea. So I was in my 30s and I was already geriatric. And that was a hit. And I felt bad for myself. I felt worse for her because I had amped her up for nothing. I don't think she's had a child yet. I think she might have let go of that plan. We haven't spoken in years. But I don't know. I hope she's well. But I don't think she ended up having any children in the long run. So, yeah, it's the feeling of having that ability and then taking that ability away by your own choice. It just feels very heavy. And I feel like I'm on the other side of womanhood. Feels like when you start womanhood, you start it with your period and then you lose your period and then there's a whole new part of life. And I want to embrace this part. I have to sneeze and I can't. I hope this is not cool, but I really don't want to be bothered with this right now. I'm going to pause you while I try to sneeze. Okay, I'm back. So... While I was blowing my nose, I figured I better take a pill, you know, my regular allergy pill because my sister's visiting and I do not need to be running around Florida sounding like I've got the vid. But as I got the allergy pill out, I was like, I might as well take all of my pills. So welcome to a segment I like to call all of my pills. I'm taking two Buspirone, excuse me, that's to make me feel happy I think I'm taking two Adderall I'm supposed to do one and a half in the morning and one at night but I mean one in the afternoon but whatever I'm a grown-up one little allergy pill one vitamin d because apparently I'm a vampire and I don't get enough this big monster omega-3 fish oil because I heard that it's good for the keto that I can't seem to stay on this multivitamin, because it seems like everybody is supposed to take a multivitamin, and this potassium magnesium. That's all the pills. I know there's another one, but I can't. Oh, biotin. I'm sorry. Biotin for hair and nails. Where's the biotin? This is what my day looks like. <coughs> Excuse me. The biotin must be in ties stack of pills so we sit here every weekend and we organize our weekly pills into this little pill catch all guy and this is uh, this is 46 people this is what it looks like or 47 because remember i don't remember my age before in 76 you do the math this is almost 50 this is almost 50 all these pills now i'm gonna pause you again because nobody hears me needs to hear me gagging as I swallow these huge pills. Please hold. Okay, I hope the healing starts now. The allergy pill usually works, excuse me, pretty fast. So I'm hoping it's a thing. It's not Benadryl because I don't need anything that's going to make me sleepy. It's Allertech. 
uh, something my wife found probably at Sam's Club. I don't think it's like the Sam's Club version of Benadryl because it doesn't make me sleepy. It's just an allergy fighter. So yeah, we take those pills every day. Um, so with the hysterectomy, like I said, all these things that I thought would change for me. Um, I didn't do the research and I, let's put this out here. I do not regret getting it because my uterus was essentially killing me. So I don't regret getting it, but I'm just wondering about my quality of life after it. So the quality of life before it was horrendous, but the quality of life after it is not what I expected. And maybe there's something I can do to make it better. But I really don't know. If you have any ideas, I would love your ideas. But it's lonely. It's lonely because I don't feel like I'm in... I feel like I'm trapped in my body. And this is not my 600-pound life. I'm not that trapped. But it's just... I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And I don't know how to get out of this. Um... It seems like if I would take a small part of it and work on that small part, that maybe the other parts would fall into place. Like in a perfect world, which we don't have and we never will have, maybe I would lose 75 pounds, which would make me feel attractive and would lead to me feeling more confident about my body and everything else. And maybe that would spark something within me. It feels like the weight loss part has to start first. Um, and I know how to lose weight because I've done it a thousand times. But when you get older, the yo-yo is the yo-yo dieting doesn't work anymore. You, it's not even a diet. It's as corny as it sounds like you literally have to embrace a life change. And I think that might be what I have to do because my life has changed. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I maybe haven't changed with it. Because maybe I still want to be who I was and I'm not that person anymore. And as I sit in this living room that could definitely use a sweep, I have the kettleball that is completely dusty because I moved it from the box to where it is and that's it. I have a total gym. I have, um, what do you call these bikes? It's more than an exercise bike. It's like that speed bike that you're, I don't even remember what it's called. But you know, you work out and everybody plays really pumping music and it, it's like stress. It's stressful to ride that bike because it's, you don't feel like you're riding a bike. You feel like you're killing yourself. Whatever that thing is called, I have that. I probably have weights. No, I don't have weights. I have the kettlebell and I have a yoga mat. So, oh, yoga. I need to add that to the list. The day that I went to yoga or the sound therapy, rather, at the Peaceful Peacock. That was a great experience that I'd like to share with you. So I have all the things. I buy all the right foods. Maybe I need to stop drinking. But then what? Uh, That'll not feel like me at all. But if I see a considerable movement of weight, if I stop drinking, maybe I need to challenge myself. Not like the gratitude challenge that I started and never finished. I got to like day maybe eight and I was like, this is too much. You can check out my TikTok for those eight videos, those eight little scenes before I gave up on that. 
I don't know, guys, but I need to do something. I need to do something because I'm not living my best full life. Or if this is my best full life, that I need to appreciate it. One of the two. Either I'm not living it and I need to figure out how to live it, or I am living it and I need to figure out how to appreciate it. There, I narrowed it down. Somebody make a decision for me. Somebody, anybody, make a decision for me. A decision that I will change because that's how I do. I'm going to let you go. Um, I'm sure you're grateful for that. You've probably had it with my bullshit. But I'm going to share with you the list of things that I want to discuss. And I'm going to place a poll on the Facebook page. And then I'm going to ask you kindly to vote on what you want to hear next. It'll be on the Facebook page and my regular Facebook for people who, for some weird reason, do not follow my podcast page. I don't know who you are, but you need to get your shit together. I want to talk about guacamole, the tattoo that never happened. I want to talk about weight loss, the art, uh, the rejection, sensitivity, dysfunction, or disorder. I want to discuss tutoring. I want to discuss my upcoming birthday. That one's kind of time sensitive because my birthday is February 28th. So figure yourselves out, please. Gosh, I want to talk about a rea- I want to do a reality show rundown. I want to talk about the Adderall shortage because that shit is serious. Self-love. Don't know what I'll say there. Maybe I need a guest for that. I want to speak about narcissists and the people who oddly love them. And I want to talk about the sound therapy at the Peaceful Peacock. And shout out to the Peaceful Peacock. They do want to come on the show to discuss uh, yoga and things. So I'll have to reach out to them also. Let's make that a separate episode um, interview with the Peaceful Peacock. I'll have a catchier name once I put it on Facebook, but that's my plan. So again, I'm going to post all of these and I need you to please vote and tell me what you want to listen to. And also, quickly, the way my life is, the days that I'm most, um, I have the most time to record are Fridays and Sundays. I'm also going to put up a poll when would you prefer to receive the show? Um, and that'll really be contingent on the day that I record. Because usually as soon as I record, I just throw in some edits, which means I add Amaya's music at the beginning and end, and then that's it. This is going to be dropped in a second. I'm just going to add maybe some music in between the things. Um, so I need to hear from you. One great thing about the ADHD is my terror when it comes to disappointing people. So if you hold me to this, I will do it. I need somebody to hold me to the fire, please. I need that inspiration. I need the get off your ass and do. Did you just hear my knee? That was my knee getting up. Jesus, what a mess. It's about time to blow my nose again. So thank you for listening to Enjoy the Balance of Your Day. That was gross, sorry. Thank you for putting up with my crap. Thank you for giving me this platform that I need so much. And I promise to do better. I promise, I promise, I promise. Please go forth and enjoy the balance of your day. Enjoy your week. Um, Because you deserve all the things. We all deserve all the things. Take care and enjoy.